Thank you for joining us today on Avoiding Discrimination in a Fair Housing Complaint. I'm Laura Prouse with Crest Insurance Services, and today we welcome attorney James Myers from Chartwell Law. James has been defending real estate professionals throughout Florida for more than a decade and is a very active member of the Crest Legal Panel. Along with James, we have Dave Miller, Regional Vice President with Fidelity National Home Warranty. Dave manages the Crest Advantage Home Warranty Plan that ties in with Crest's E&O Insurance. We have a lot to cover, so Dave, I'll let you get started. Well, Laura, thanks so much for having us. Jim, thank you for joining us today from the, the great state of Florida there. Uh, we have some great information for uh, our real estate professionals uh, in Florida. And uh, Jim, we're gonna talk today about a risk management piece that you put out regarding the, the Fair Housing Act. Now, obviously you know this, but correct me if I'm wrong, this has been an issue and has been out for you know, 30, 40 years. Why are we talking about this today? And uh, what issues are still going on with the Fair Housing Act? Yeah, good morning. Good morning, Dave and, and Laura. Um, yeah, the Fair Housing Act was passed back in 1968. Um, it was basically a, a follow-up to the Civil Rights Act of 1964. And its purpose is to prohibit discrimination in housing uh, based upon um, sex, religion, or national origin. It's administered by the Department of Housing and Urban Development, HUD. Uh, and where we are today is um, in 2016, HUD came out uh, through its Office of General Counsel, some guidelines regarding criminal background screening for housing applicants, uh, that, you know, that housing uh, providers can, can find themselves in trouble based upon discrimination. You know, the goal uh, essentially is to provide a meaningful second chance for people with criminal backgrounds uh, to reintegrate into society. Um, and in order to do that, access to housing is, is an essential component of that. Um, and where this comes from is, is unfortunately, um, the African-American and Hispanic community, uh, they are um, arrested, charged and convicted and incarcerated in, in disproportionate levels as compared to the rest of the population. So this creates problems with criminal screening that uh, where, where housing uh, providers um, have blanket prohibitions for any, any criminal background activity. Uh, it, it creates a disparate impact on, on those groups of people. So that's what those guidelines address. Interesting. So what typical lawsuits are you seeing uh, regarding fair housing that are coming across your firm's desk there? The, the problem that, that housing providers, and by that I mean property managers, real estate brokers, or anyone else who advertise for housing, uh, is putting into an advertisement words such as clean criminal background required or no felonies required. But those can be considered unlawful discrimination right on their face. And what's important to note is that's even if there is no intent whatsoever to discriminate. Uh, intention doesn't matter. Uh, you know, under the law, blanket prohibition of uh, any criminal background does have a disparate, disparate impact. Um, you know, criminal background screening can be done, but where, it's, where it becomes unlawful is if it fails to distinguish conduct um, that indicates a risk to the housing provider, you know, such yeah. as resident safety, um, or does, does not consider, uh, is considered a risk to, to the housing provider. You know, so for example, you know, a DUI conviction that's 15 years old uh, is very, very different than, say, someone who is a violent uh, criminal sex offender or something like that that's just been released. You know, those things have to be distinguished. Um, but it, but 
housing providers can run into trouble and, and will run into trouble and liability when they have these blanket prohibitions because the other point that unfortunately exists, but it's part of the law, the accepted case law is testers are even allowed. These are people who can test an advertisement even if they have no actual intention of renting or, or, being, or being provided that housing. Uh, and so if they look up an ad and see that it says no criminal background uh, permitted, they can contact the, uh, say the broker or agent and say, is this true? And if the agent says, yes, that's true, uh, that in and of itself can create liability and create a, a lawsuit that the uh, broker will lose uh, under the established law. Interesting. So let me put you on the spot here. Do you feel that Florida's Department of Real Estate is doing a good job with the Fair Housing Act and maybe with forms and disclosures that they're having the real estate professionals use, or is there still a hole somewhere? I think there's probably a hole, but this really extends beyond Florida because we're talking essentially federal case law. So this would actually apply, I believe, to more states, even though I only practice in Florida. I believe these lawsuits uh, and the case law have been developed through federal courts in, in places like New York and other states. Uh, so this could be a problem, you know, really in any state. Uh, and it's something that, that I think all real estate professionals really need to be aware of. Well, that's great information, but let's talk a little bit more about the nuts and bolts here for our real estate professionals, whether on the, the listing side or the, the selling side, what, what do the real estate agents and real estate professionals need to know uh, with regards to the, the Fair Housing Act and applying it to their transactions? I think the important thing to remember and the important thing that they need to do is, is, is to not have any kind of blanket prohibitions on, on criminal conduct. Something generic like background check required. And if, say, a, a, home, a homeowners association or a landlord you know, wants to say to them, we don't want any criminal background at all, put that in your advertisement, they need to be told, well, under the law, what I can do for you is say background check required. And then they're going to be more safe because once the once the application comes in, they will be looking at more than just the criminal background check. They will also be looking at things like credit scores, and maybe they don't even have to get into an analysis of, you know, what sort of criminal record is this? Um, is it something that I can consider and 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 you know and disqualify the person, or is this something that we should be careful about not discriminating against? Um, you know, perhaps. I would think that most people with, with a pretty severe or dangerous criminal background record probably also have a bad credit score. So that can be used to disqualify uh, you know, an applicant that, that may be less desirable to have in a, in a given community. Um, also, brokers should really have an internal written policy that employees and agents who are involved in the advertising and screening of applicants you know, should understand and follow in terms of, of, of this. Um, you know, they, they need to educate their landlords and, and homeowners associations as to the law that, that you know, an arrest record is not justification because lots of people are arrested and not convicted. So, for example, an arrest uh, on a felony charge, but no conviction is not grounds to disqualify someone. Gotcha. Are you seeing in, in these real estate transactions that one side is more vulnerable to a Fair Housing Act claim? Is it more the listing side or the buyer side? It's the, the, the listing side, you know, the, those who advertise for rentals are what we're seeing. Okay. It's, it's, you, it's mostly the rental market, um, you know, condominium associations, homeowners associations, individual landlords who want to rent a property. Um, you know, naturally people want clean records. They want someone safe and so forth uh, in their property as a tenant. But, uh, you know, 
brokers and, and agents just have to step carefully with this because it can create liability if they're not. Now we've talked about uh, agents and you just brought up a good point with uh, pro properties uh, that, that, that people rent. Uh, talk about maybe property managers and maybe Airbnbs. Does this now apply to all of that industry as well? Yeah, because under under the law, it just says housing providers. You know, so, so it doesn't distinguish between uh, you know condominium associations or or Airbnb or or sellers or or renters or landlords of individual homes. It just says housing providers. That's great. Uh, anything else that you would like to uh, advise the the listeners out here? Um, you made a, a wrote a great risk management piece, and it's on the Crest website for them to view. But anything else to tie in everything that we've talked about already? Um, it's important once a background check is run that it's a good way to avoid discriminate a discriminatory practice is to really examine each application applicant on a one on one by one basis each evaluate each one individually you know make sure that everyone is treated the same if if if, if uh, some sort of criminal conviction would would disqualify uh an african-american but they feel it wouldn't for a non-african-american or a white person i mean that's that's a big no-no so they need to be cautious in terms of really uh making sure that applicants are, are valued on, on an individualized basis case-by-case -case basis um, I believe also in the piece that, that was published, there's actually a, a reference to the, uh, the Office of General Counsel guidance. And I think it's a good idea for at least brokers to, to read it, to pull it up, it's available on a website, and then develop some internal procedures for their, for their agents to follow. Because I know, I know a lot of brokers have multiple dozens and dozens of agents and something that's published internally will really help keep them out of trouble. So for those that are a little bit newer to this and maybe that are really cautious about not making sure to, to have a Fair Housing Act, would you recommend they have maybe a, a personal attorney review the files or uh, what do you recommend there so that they have that level of risk management to avoid something like this down the road? I think they could, but really it's just important to make sure that that you don't have advertisements where we're, where we're seeing the cases are advertisements that, that have those blanket prohibitions. You know, the important thing is, is to just say all you can say in an advertisement and all you can tell any applicant who calls up is that yes, the landlord or the, you know, the property manager is requiring a, a background check and it, in addition to a credit check um, you know, or a work history check or other things that, that you know, landlords often require. Um, once that's done, they're, they're pretty much, they're, they're safe from, from being targeted by what we call testers, for one thing. Uh, and that in and of itself is a tremendous uh, you know, elimination or reduction of risk. Well, I tell you, this is great information. I know, uh, like you said, it's been around since the 60s, but it is a hot topic again. And we appreciate you uh, joining us today and, and writing the risk management piece uh, for all of the Crest members. It's on the Crest uh, E&O website. Uh, in the uh, risk management department and uh, great information. Jim, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, thank you, anytime. Laura, back to you. Thank you both, very, very informative, great information to have. And for those of you who are watching, this webinar is available on the Crest Insurance homepage under the Claim Prevent blog. We'll see you soon. Thanks so much. Thank, thank you. you.